Oh, oh yeah. Hit that high porn, bro. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to Backdoor Cover. I am Micah and Brad from Austin, Texas. How are you? Nicely done, Micah. Good intro there for a, a remote call-in. That was good. Thank you. I am uh, in Yonkers, New York. It's on the border of the Bronx, outside of New York City. Feeling like a million bucks. It's 40 degrees. I'm outside, and uh, we're doing this for you. Yeah, let's At, get Yonkers. What time, what time is it? In right uh, now, Austin, six, Texas, six, it is 6.40 a.m. Central Time. That's right. Just a reminder, no other podcast was doing this for you. Nobody. Nobody's up at 6 a.m. on a Friday. So quick Blind. update here for those who have been curious about the algo. Mitch is in, uh, where is he? He's somewhere in Mexico uh, celebrating the holidays with his wife, who's from Mexico. And, uh, yeah, he's been you know, gone. He's really doing, he, he got me hooked up with uh, the algo picks this week for all of the playoff games. Any game with any sort of playoff implication, I've got the pick for. And then next week he intends to come back and do the full-blown normal algo for the playoffs. So that's coming. There you go. That's not a hollow so, promise for the first time in three weeks. He's actually, I, I trust him this time. He's going to make it. Well, who cares if he makes it this time or next time? Let's just keep in mind to generate gamblers. We have Camp Mitch's pick today for you. So that's you don't right. have to, you know, listen, share this with a friend, share it with a degenerate. We're also going to talk some college football. Yeah. There's some playoff games. Um, which we should address, but we're going to start with the pros. Uh, let's let's just hop into it. Let's talk about the playoff uh, scenarios. Uh, starting the AFC, the Ravens are at thirteen and two in a very clinched uh, home field advantage. They are the number one seed. The Patriots uh, will be the number two seed if they can beat the uh, Miami Dolphins this week. That doesn't sound too difficult. And the most shocking and perhaps most impressive statistic in the Belichick era is that if the, Patri- the Patriots do defeat Miami this week, which I'm sure they will, it will be the 10th straight year that they will be the, the number one or number two seed and host a playoff game after a bye. And then That's amazing. So uh, if the Patriots were to lose to Miami, what could that do? That could open up the door for both, for uh, Buffalo, or what are the implications well, of that? for Kansas City. I'm glad you mentioned that, Brad. There you go. Your three seed at the moment are the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, who have won five straight games and are rolling into form. They, they face the Chargers this week. They would need a win against L.A. and a Patriots loss to move into number two. Uh, seems quite unlikely. Yeah, that seems far could also... Chiefs could also theoretically fall to number four seed if they lose and the Texans win their finale uh, as opposed to the three seed, although that doesn't really matter because you're hosting a playoff game either way. Right. Although I guess it would matter for the second round potentially. Um, okay. The Chiefs, yeah, so there, there's the Chiefs. Uh, you know, it's kind of an annoying spot for them. They can't risk sitting their starters. Uh, Reed, Andy Reid and the Chiefs could possibly pull Mahomes at some point if they as they blow out in Foxborough. Um, but the Chiefs are healthy offensively, and they're ready to roll. They seem the like the them in Baltimore seem like the two teams entering the playoffs with the most comfortable amount of momentum and, and forward progress and health. So, yeah, I'm with you. I agree, especially in the AFC. Then we've got the Texans are the four seed. 
you know, classic Texans last week. They did beat the Buccaneers, but there's all sorts of injury concerns, including Will Fuller, who who really makes that offense go. Yeah, exactly. Then he had like 14 interceptions from Jameis. Um, so this is an interesting go. thing here. So Houston beat the Bucks 23-20 last week, and they have secured, or securing, this sentence says, their fourth AFC title in five seasons. Uh, so that kind of is creating some speculation that they're going to rest starters here coming into Tennessee this, this weekend. But, yeah, go ahead. So they can beat, uh, they can go all out to beat the Titans, uh, to possibly get up to the number three seed in the event that the Chiefs lost. Right. Or they could rest their starters, um, which would actually could perhaps allow their division rivals, the Titans, to make the playoffs as the number six seed. Uh, but the Texans are essentially essentially locked into the number four seed. Yeah. Uh, number five uh, is actually locked down. That's Buffalo. Win or lose, uh, they are locked into the fifth seed. They stay they host lose. the Jets in week 17. Uh, so you would imagine they're going to rest a lot of players. Yeah. Um, when they will go, on, in all likelihood, build at Texans Wild Card Weekend, uh, the previous or the the following week weekend. Now. Yeah, that's right. And then the number six seed at the moment is the Titans. Uh, of course, they need the Titans need to beat the Texans. That's all they have to do to make the playoffs is beat a Texans team that could be resting their players. Uh, but they have no chance to win the division. So. So, so listen to this here. This is kind of interesting for the Titans. So Tennessee lost uh, at home to the Saints last week, 38-28, making this season the third straight season where Tennessee has had a chance to secure a playoff spot with a win in the regular season finale. So this has happened every year for the last three years in a row where week 17 is what determines if they get in. In 2017, they won over the Jaguars uh, and then beat the Chiefs the following week in the playoffs. Uh, and, and then they lost to New England, and then Coach Mike uh, Malarkey was fired after that, shockingly. Uh, and then last season, a uh, banged-up Titans team without quarterback Marcus Mariota, among others, lost to the Colts in Week 17, ending their season. So they've they've gone one-and-one one, uh, one, and one so far in these uh, essentially wild-card birth games, pre-wild-card birth games, and so this will be the third. Great. In the event that they lose, uh, things get a little complicated. The Titans can still make the playoffs at 8-8 eight eight if the Steelers lose in Baltimore and the Colts lose in Jacksonville. Um, but that seems reckless. I mean, you, you win the game and you're in. So then the other possibility is the Steelers uh, are basically have run out of, run out of uh, you know, life after getting hot in the middle of the season. Yeah. They could earn the number six seed with a win over the Ravens, a Titans loss, a Raiders loss and a Colts win. So you got all that? Yes. And so this the Steelers lost to Baltimore in overtime 26-23 on October 6, which started the Ravens on their win streak that they're currently on. So that was with their first win of whatever it's been in a row here that they've reeled off. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah. And uh, then then the Raiders at 7 and 8. The Raiders needed nine things to happen to make the playoffs entering week 16. Right. Amazingly, the first five all fell into place last week, giving them a somewhat realistic scenario for sneaking in. Uh, this is not as simple as you think. Think Here are the four things that need to happen for the Raiders to have a chance. They need to win in Denver, which seems possible. They need the Titans to lose in Houston, which seems more unlikely. They need the Colts to win in Jacksonville, which seems highly likely. And they need the Steelers to lose in Baltimore, which is 
like uh, possible. No, so here's the thing. It actually the Steelers are favored in that game because they're sitting Lamar Jackson amongst other starters. So RG three is your starter for Baltimore this week. Yeah, I still like Baltimore. That's a little. I mean, they're good. Uh, They've obviously got the mode going into it. Yeah. Uh, there is one catch though. Okay. Even if all of those things happen, Oakland isn't guaranteed to make it in a four-way time. The Raiders uh, would still have to beat Pittsburgh on strength of victory, a calculation they currently lead in. <laughs> For Oakland to maintain that lead, the Raiders need any of the following teams to win or tie in Week 17, the Patriots, Lions, Chargers, or Bears. That's a lot of detail in which a scenario isn't very likely, but Raiders fans, you've got something to root for. Yeah. So. And so they're playing Denver this week, and that's of note. Den- Denver's obviously out of it, but they've kind of found some offensive moxie with uh, quarterback Drew Locke. He's got one four of his first five starts under center, and this is a rivalry rivalry game. So really, there's not much more Denver would enjoy than to end the life of Oakland and Oakland and send them to Las Vegas uh, pre-playoffs. So that's kind of an interesting uh, wrinkle there. Yeah, we'll get to the games in a minute. The Raiders actually have a chance to set the record for the worst point differential of any NFL playoff team in history. Ooh. So that's that's something, if everything were to fall in place. All right, we'll run through the NFC pretty quickly. Uh, the Niners have a chance to close out an epic regular season for them. Uh, they knocked out the, the St. Louis Rams last week, and now they can earn home field advantage with a victory in Seattle this week. Uh, we'll talk about that. This is this is a hell of a game. I'm excited about this one. Definitely yeah. the best game of the week. Uh, the Niners, uh, simple for them. If they win, they're the number one seed. If they lose, they will travel to the NFC East champion in the wild card game. So pretty pretty simple. You you win, uh, you're the one seed, or you lose, you go to Philadelphia in all likelihood. Uh, the Packers sit at your number two seed. Um, they will probably get a week off after a big, uh, humiliating win over, uh, well, in which they humiliated uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Packers uh, have to beat Detroit in Detroit this week to clinch a bye in a home game in the divisional round. A 49ers loss would allow the Packers to move up to the number one seed. Um, wow. An unlikely loss by the Saints would also clinch a bye without even beating the Lions. So, uh, last week was the big game for them, and now they are in a prime position against an undrafted free agent quarterback in Detroit to get a bye week. So look for the Packers to go all out this week and uh, get that number two seed. Yeah, so really the all, the, all the parity or all the interesting wrinkles is at the, at the top of the NFC with Green Bay, New Orleans, and, and San Francisco vying for those those top spots. It's interesting. Yep. The Saints sit at the number three seed. Um they still have hopes for a number one seed, but seem very unlikely after that Packers win. Uh, they need the 49ers or Packers to lose to jump up a spot, and they need them both to lose to get home field advantage. Is that right? Okay. They need them both to lose to get home field advantage. Yeah, because they're all oh, sitting that would 12 be the and number 3. One seed. Yeah. yeah, that would be the number one seed. Um, it would be tough if they went 13-3 and three and still finished as the third seed and had to go play, go on the wild card. It's looking pretty likely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they need. Well, uh, the 49ers could lose, um, obviously. But the Seahawks are so beat up. But yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that as well. Philly sits at the four seed at the moment, which is kind of amazing. Um, Barf. All they have to do, obviously, is uh, just go on the road, beat the Giants. Uh, the Cowboys 
somehow have a chance if they if they uh, beat the Redskins and the Eagles lose. Uh, Cowboys lost the Redskins, would put the Eagles in, even with a loss against the Giants, which is pathetic. I could see uh, Eagles losing that game, by the way. Oh, highly likely. Daniel Jones has been pretty hot. He threw five touchdowns last week, so we'll, we'll get to all that stuff. But, I mean, I Both think there's certainly we'll a chance. That. that would be embarrassing. If Dallas lost to Washington, Jesus. Anyways. The NFC East champion, if that's Philly or somehow Dallas, uh, will be the number four seed and will host either the Seahawks or 49ers. So that's something. Uh, there's your Seahawks sit at five seed at 11 and four right now. Um, they have Marshawn Lynch again, which is dope. I don't know if he's going to play this week or not. Um, a win over the 49ers would give the Seahawks the NFC West title and a home game in the playoffs. Uh, if the Packers or Saints lose in week 17 as well, the Seahawks could jump into a buy slot, but that seems far unlikely. Uh, and then Minnesota at ten and five is uh, let's see, yeah, they're going to have to win three straight road games. Doesn't really matter win or lose this week, um, so that's something. Uh, they really blew it last week, basically. Yeah, and uh, the, and then you've got the Cowboys who are still somehow somehow alive, barely breathing. Uh, of course, they play um, Washington to end their season, and will meet an Eagles loss. All right, so there. That's your playoff is picture. Your, your playoff picture. Let's uh, let's talk about these games. I don't have the lines in front of me, and my computer just crashed. It's okay. okay. I got everything here. So why don't we? Uh, how about oh. we do this? How about we go through the the games that Mitch gave me algo picks for first, and then we can clean up whatever we don't after that. Okay. Does that and seem so like a we good do move? This, yeah, that works. Uh, that works for me. The NFL, a uh, couple, let's do some news and notes before we get to the games okay. real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the NFL has officially announced that Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Lopez and Shakira will perform at the Super Bowl halftime show. Okay. Does that nice. make you excited? Uh, not particularly, but that's cool. Whatever. Um, How about yeah, you? So are you, Jennifer, are you amped about Jennifer Lopez? I'm not excited okay. uh, for Jennifer Lopez uh, or Shakira. But, I mean, it'll be fun, I guess. There'll be dancing and, you know. How old is Shakira? Big. Not as old as J-Lo. Well, J-Lo I know that. Good. I think Shakira's Ooh. getting up there in age herself, though. Did you see, uh, I, I doubt that you saw, what, what was that movie called, Hustlers? <laughs> no. Uh, is this a movie starring Jennifer Lopez? Yes, Jennifer Lopez is a stripper. And Cardi B was in the movie. Oh, Lizzo. that's terrible. Uh, looks like here Shakira is forty-two years old, so she's old too. This is maybe the oldest halftime show of all time. Oh, never mind. No, Keith Richards. They had Madonna. Yeah, yeah, they had Madonna one year too. She was even older. Keith Richards is mean, like Jennifer five thousand years old, so we we got that. Rolling Stone's the oldest. Jennifer Lopez was like is like fifty and looks incredible in that movie mm. as a stripper. Shouts to her. Quite talented. Um, hey, how about uh, Marcus Golden, University of Missouri alum, defensive end? Uh, mm-hmm. For the Giants, mm-hmm. earned uh, how about a one million dollar bonus because of a stat correction? Wow, that put him over like some bonus category or something. Yeah, shouts to him. Um, did you watch the? Did you see the end of the Eastern Michigan game last night against Pitt? <laughs> no, I didn't. What happened? Tell me about it. I don't. I I don't know why I saw it, but I did see it. We posted the uh, video on Backdoor Cover Podcast. On oh, our I Instagram. did see that. Yeah. Uh, like five seconds left, the uh, quarterback just got ejected from the game because he just started punching people in the head, including a referee. 
which was hilarious. And the referee took a big dive. Oh, um, he did? He flopped down like a fish on a pier? Yeah, he barely got touched. I mean, come on. <laughs> like a fish on and a pier. And Pitt won 34-30. Yeah, Eastern Michigan uh, kept it close. But um, that's pretty much it for NFL news. Yeah. We just went through all the scenarios. Let's let's run through um, – you want to run through the meaningful game or the meaningless games first? Your call, Bella. Let's, let's talk about the meaningless games first and not talk about them for long. Uh, in the noon window, you have uh, the New York Jets at Buffalo. That game is meaningless for both teams, essentially. I don't know where what it means for the Jets' uh, draft order, but who cares? Uh, Cleveland is at Cincinnati. What a dumpster fire that is. That'll be in front of about 15 people. For Ohio. Green Bay goes to Detroit, as we mentioned. We'll we'll talk about the Algo uh, in a minute. Uh, the Chargers go to the Chiefs. We'll talk about that one. Uh, Chicago is at Minnesota. That game means nothing. Miami at New England, as mentioned. Uh, Atlanta at Tampa Bay is a meaningless game, but there could be like 5,000 interceptions and 5,000 touchdown passes by both quarterbacks there. A lot of possibilities. Uh, yeah, so there is, I guess, fantasy implications if you're in a Week 17 league. Uh, New Orleans at Carolina, we will discuss. Washington at Dallas, of course. Oakland at Denver, which we mentioned, kind of an interesting game. In a so, so I will tell you this. All of the uh, algo picks are in the 325 window. So just giving you a heads oh. up. Yeah, that's how Mitch sent, like, basically the most interesting games that are in a playoff picture. So, like, stuff like Kansas City, Los Angeles, and uh, Minnesota, Chicago, those ones he didn't pull uh, figures for. But go ahead, please. So there are eight noon games and seven 325 games. Yeah. And then the late games. Um, yeah, and all of the Indy at Jacksonville means nothing unless you're like in that Oakland scenario. So that one's uh, interesting because, yeah, and th- that's the last one he gave me a, uh, a line for, and the reason being that they, yeah, would influence Oakland's playoff bi- uh, berth. Potential if if Oakland was to win and a bunch of other shit happened. So you're way out there, yeah. Uh, Arizona at Los Angeles is totally meaningless. Uh, that'll be played in front of about 14 people. Philly at New York, as we've mentioned, and uh, Pittsburgh at Baltimore, and Tennessee at Houston, San Francisco at Seattle. A lot of these have meaningful uh, have a lot of meaning. So let's see. So we've got all the games in the, the late window. Uh, Green Bay at Detroit. I mean, Green Bay is going to win this football game. You would certainly hope and imagine at noon. Uh, you have any thoughts on that one? Which game was that? Green Bay at Detroit. Green Bay at Detroit. Not, I mean, not particularly. This is the number one team in their their division or whatever you want to call it versus the worst team in their division. Um, I mean, I would expect Green Bay to, to smush. Detroit's just, you know, they're kind of like on – they have already – their season's over. There's injuries – all over the board. There people are doubting the coach. They're just a dumpster fire. I can't see them really putting up much of a fight yeah. against the Green Bay team. Well, the betters agree with you. This line opened at 10.5. It's now gone up to 13. Mm. 12.5, 13, depending on where you look. Yeah, uh, we I think Detroit a... packed it up. Yeah, 1-2-3 Cancun. Um, Chargers at Kansas City. That's, again, a, a game that appears to be a mismatch. The Chargers are going nowhere. This game opened at seven and a half and has now gone to nine. 
for the Chiefs. That being said, not, it is it is division rivalry type of game, and I could see Los Angeles. I mean, they've got good players. They got a good quarterback. They got a good defensive guys on the defensive line stuff. I could see them at least putting up a fight. Like they're not totally like hopeless like Detroit. This seems like the kind of game that Philip Rivers like wins. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, I don't think that's going to happen. But I mean, would you be surprised, if Philip not Rivers? At all. You know, at the end of this game, he's walking off the field screaming and not expletives, but just yelling and shouting out his kids. Very polite talking words. About how he's, yeah. yeah, talking about how excited he is for next season. Like, ugh, gross. I hate Phil Brooks. <laughs> okay. Can you feel that today? Yes. Um, Chicago at Minnesota. Again, a game that means nothing, so we're not going to talk about it. Let's keep moving. Okay. Um, Miami at New England. Uh, as we mentioned, the Pats win and will secure a uh, first round by mm-hmm. New England opened as a 14 point favorite. That has now ballooned to 16. Wow. 16 points. I think Miami covers that spread. Uh, I don't know. This, this I think Patriots New England coasts here once they get up. I don't know. That doesn't seem very Belichickian. True. Maybe he wants to get that mo right before going into the, uh, to the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, a reminder that in this game last year, Miami pulled off the Miami miracle. <laughs> they all seem to do that once a year, don't they? They seem yeah. to do that like maybe once every three years to the Patriots specifically. Uh, okay, New Orleans at Carolina. This Carolina team is just trash. The over-under uh, is 46 in this game. Chiefs are not the Chiefs. Uh, Saints opened as an 11.5-point favorite. They are now 13-point favorites. Mm. I flew through New Orleans the other day, and everyone is in Saints gear on Christmas Eve, which is funny to me. Uh, the, other up, people, huh? the people that aren't in Saints gear are wearing LSU gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louisiana likes its football. Uh, again, this, this is another game that looks like a, like a romp. Uh, there's no reason to believe Carolina can win this game, even at home. Uh, yeah. Saints need it. Saints are going to get it. Unless, I guess, the Saints would uh, bench everybody, but we'll see. All right, now let's go to the late window. Washington at Dallas. Uh, the Cowboys in a game that means a lot more to the Cowboys than it does uh, to the Redskins, obviously. This game opened with the Cowboys a seven-point favorite. It has now jumped to ten and a half. The public is all over the favorites this week. Ten and a half-point favorite in Dallas in the game the Cowboys need. Uh, this team sucks. They're fucking terrible. They're pathetic. Uh, they're, I don't think they're going to cover ten and a half. I'll just say that. I mean, they, I could see them winning the game by a touchdown. There's no way the Cow. Well, I mean, I guess there's a way. The, this Redskins team, they, they're one, two, three Cancun as well. They've got an interim head coach. The whole thing's going to change. Yep, yep, yep. And, I mean, you but, look at the Skins, too. I mean, at too. least they've got a, a rookie quarterback who probably cares about playing well. And Redskins, Cowboys, you know, division game. Absolutely. A lot of history. And then, uh, yeah, they, I mean, if they you would look- love to knock the Cowboys out, I'm sure. But the Redskins fucking trash and the Cowboys are fucking trash so who knows it's been an absolute disaster of a season for for the skins and this would be the cherry on top if they were able to overcome Dallas and beat them and hold them out of the playoffs that would be just something that they their fan base would delight in so I mean they're going to come out and play hard that's for damn sure but they're so far out of it and they're such a dumpster fire I can't see how they do it uh for the algorithm so Algo, yeah. we're, we're at a 10 and a half point uh spread like you said Dallas favored uh, Algo's predicted score, Dallas 26, Washington 17. So the betting Ooh. value, one point of value, betting on the skins. Point and a half on the skins there. Um, right. That sounds about right. 27th 
or twenty six seventeen? Uh twenty six seventeen, correct. Hmm. Well, interesting. They, st- they the still have them. The value winning. there, the value there is on the under, uh, because it's forty five and a half. So. Yeah. And, so I mean, twenty six seventeen would be a tremendous uh, value play there. Wouldn't this just be well, not tremendous, but just a little under. Wouldn't this just be typical if Dallas comes out and looks like world beaters and beats the shit out of Washington, and then Philly wins, and somehow there is arguments to keep Jason Garrett into the next year? There's no no one's making that argument. We'll not see. a single person. Nope, nope, nope. You'd have don't to be on some serious drugs, but I don't know. Jerry Jones, he I mean, goes hard. Johnny Walker Red will get you going, but <laughs> not not that far, huh? That's not serious enough to keep that fucking jabroni on. He's getting fired on Monday uh, if they win or lose this week if they don't make the playoffs. I think, um, but we can only hope. God, that's so. Uh, that's a really good thing. We're we're like potentially just a few days away from the end of the Jason Garrett era, which would be fantastic. Quite interesting. Uh, okay, so so the Algo likes uh, the Washington, Redskins. yeah. But Oakland not by much. Den- Oakland at Denver. Um, as we've mentioned, this game actually means something for Oakland's playoff chances. Denver opened a five-point favorite at home, and is now this has now gone down to three and a half. It's probably because the public is all over. Uh, you know, a lot of Raiders fans trying to bet this this game. Uh, but Denver is still a three and a half point favorite, as you mentioned. They've been playing good football with Drew Locke and uh, scoring some points. That defense has been very good all season. This is a division game. Three and a half seems like a lot to me. Yeah. What does the algorithm think? Predicted score, Denver 23, Oakland 20. So that, that half point is important. When I looked it up last night, it was uh, a three-point spread, making it even odds, even value. I'm sorry, even uh, betting value yeah. on either squad. But yeah, that half point really tips the scales in uh, Oakland's favor. Unfortunately, that does not get you into the playoffs. So that would be a huge disaster for Oakland. So we'll see. Yeah, it sure would be. But yeah, uh, Algo's okay. got Denver by three. All right. Um, Philadelphia at the Giants. Again, this is the NFC East dumpster fire. The Eagles uh, I am, are a four-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at the Giants. This game opened at five-and-a-half. Mm-hmm. Now down to four or four-and-a-half, depending on where you look. Uh, over-under is 45. Obviously, a much must win for the Eagles. They are banged the hell up, though. So, uh, Decimated by injury. You know, there's only two things, two scenarios for what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. One, the Cowboys play great and stomp uh, the Redskins, and then the Eagles win in a cunning fashion. Uh, the Eagles are going to win if the Cowboys win. If uh, the Cowboys lose, the Eagles are absolutely going to lose, and uh, for whatever that's worth. But who cares? All right, Eagles, four-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at the Giants. Brad, what does the algorithm think? Philly 27, Giants 21. So there's one-and-a-half yeah. points of value there on the Eagles. I believe. I think I like this if, bet. If I mean, who, math who knows? Nobody knows what the Giants are going to do, but I think the Eagles find a way to win this game. I do, too. Um, it, the only thing that gives me pause is that, that Daniel Jones played really well last week through five touchdowns, but... I don't think that they've got enough. I really don't. Uh, although Philly is is uh, practically just using their practice squad and uh, the, the quarterback, whatever. So they're, like you said, decimated by injuries. Anything's possible here. They are at uh, the New York Giants as opposed to Washington is visiting Dallas. I yeah. think this really sets up 
for some dramatics, and I think it could go either way. Dramatically bad football. That's something. Yes. Either way, it is a putrid team going into the playoffs. Do we have an algorithm pick for Indy at Jacksonville? Indy at Jacksonville. We uh, do actually have that. Uh, just because right, Indy's got, um, yeah, implications for Oakland. You want me to give you that? Yeah, uh, Jacksonville, I'll just give you the line real quick. Jacksonville open as a one-point favorite. This is now swung dramatically to Indy minus three and a half um, or four, depending on where you look. So yeah. money is all on Indy, and I agree. This Jacksonville team is fucking cooked. They're terrible. Uh, Minshew is trash. This team is, is – they've traded their best players away. They're not any good. I've been – riding the anti-Jacksonville wave now for several weeks. Um, Indy, Indy is, is tough. Uh, they're scrappy. They seem to be well-coached, and they don't quit, uh, even though they don't really have a chance to, to be in the playoffs. But they seem like a prideful team. I think they stomp the shit out of Jacksonville. Uh, what is the algorithm thing? Yeah, predicted score, Indy 26, Jacksonville 23. So there's there's some value there with Indy. I had it at 4.5, uh, Indy as a ferret by four and a half. So one and a half of value. Well, but, yeah. Well then the, your, your values on Jacksonville, right? Uh, if it's a three point game, 26, 23 Indy is what the algorithm oh, is. You're correct. You are correct. Yes, sir. That's yeah. Right. I, I would, I would not feel comfortable betting on Jacksonville. And, and like Indy beat Carolina 38, six last week, which Carolina kind of had a similar feel to this Jacksonville squad kind of on their way out and mm-hmm. licking their wounds. Like, I could see this being pretty similar. And Indy does, like you said, have pride. They've got that offensive line that's really strong. They've been decimated by injury, but I feel like they're kind of coming back into form here. So, yeah, interesting. Okay. So I'm, I'm against the algo there. Um, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Baltimore, of course, resting Lamar Jackson. They've locked down the number one seed. They've won, what, 10 games, in a, 11 games in a row, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're fucking rolling. This they opened as a three and a half point favorite. Then after the announcement that Jackson wasn't going to play, Pittsburgh jumped to a two point favorite. So dramatic line movement, but with good reason. I I'll just tell you, I'm all over Baltimore in this game. I you think are. Robert Griffin. I think Robert Griffin is not that much. I mean, it is a big step down from Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's had one of the greatest seasons in NFL history for uh, quarterback. But if you wanted to have like a, you know. A, a backup that fits the exact same mold right. and that can do some of the same thing. Robert Griffin's right there. Uh, I could see him having a big game. This game means a lot to him. It means a lot for his future, for his career. The guy that was basically out of football a couple years ago and is now has a chance on, to start a game that's uh, somewhat meaningful. This is his first and, start since uh, 2016 at quarterback. It's, wow, that's crazy. Isn't that wild? And now... Now he's got a chance to start a football game. It's going to mean a lot to him. He's got a perfect system. He can run the football. He's not going to. He's not going to be sliding. He's not going to be afraid. Like he's going to try and fight for every yard. I I just really like and this Baltimore team is rolling. I like Baltimore. Uh, what is the algorithm like? Yeah, I mean, my only fear is that Pittsburgh's defense is elite, and if RG three kind of stumbles out the gate, I think that they could take advantage of him. But you've got Duck Hodges or whatever on the other side of the ball, so. Anything's possible here. Predicted score picks Pittsburgh twenty one, Baltimore seventeen. So the value is on the Steelers. Hmm. Hmm. That one just screams stay away for me, but 
Same. You There's know, just too much unknown with so many people being benched in, in terms of starters and stuff like that. Like, who who knows how if RG3 you love is Pittsburgh, work. You can ride with it. And we will say one of the blind spots of the algorithm is backup quarterback. Right. Mitch has long maintained that he's not very good with that. You've got a guy who, in Robert Griffin who, as we've mentioned, hasn't started a game in four years. So he's certainly a question mark. Uh, Tennessee at Houston. This game, um, you know, a win in your end scenario for the Titans. Um, I think Houston would really enjoy knocking their division rival out of the playoffs. This game opened as a pick It has now gone to Tennessee as a three-and-a-half-point road favorite, mm-hmm. which is a little surprising to me. Tennessee's been playing fairly well the second half of the season, or well, quite well the second half of the season. Uh, they have stumbled. They got beat by the Texans two weeks ago in, in a game that basically decided the division. Uh, they are a three-and-a-half-point road favorite spread. What does the algorithm think about this game? Yeah, and this is the last algorithm pick we have here. So just a heads up, for predicted score, we have Tennessee 27, Houston 25. So it's it's right there. Um, Value on the Texans by a point or so. Um, hmm. Interesting. Isn't that's, it? Yeah. That's, that one screams stay away. I mean, who knows? I mean, the Patriots are going to start rolling. The Texans. Texans are in a weird spot, but yeah, I could see uh, the Texans really not caring either way. And Tennessee, like they lost last week, but they were without Derrick Henry, the star running back, who's really been kind of the key catalyst to their offensive prowess. So, yeah, to me, this looks like a good spot for Tennessee, honestly. Um, but I could see how you'd be at, like hesitant. It's really hard to know what kind of mentality these teams go into this game with. But Houston has no benefit of winning or losing or anything really. They're stuck at their spot, so. We shall see. And then uh, the Sunday night game, San Francisco at Seattle. Seattle banged and just beat up uh, in a way that we've seen maybe as bad as any team uh, in football at this point. If you're a Cowboys or Eagles fan, you're rooting uh, to see them in the first round. Mm. Um, Seattle opened as a one-point favorite. The line has now jumped uh, to San Francisco by three and a half on the road. Uh, we don't have an algorithm pick. Do you have any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I think I like uh, San Francisco getting after these guys. I think that they're too banged up. Um, yeah, I, I, I just agree. I don't think that they've got what it takes to to keep up with this top end team. I mean, if they were healthy, maybe, but they were overmatched to begin with, even when they were healthy. So now that they aren't, uh, I don't like their chances, even though they are at home, which is a really tough place to play. San Francisco's shown me enough this year to believe. Same. This is the kind of game good teams win, uh, or better than good teams, excellent teams, good, you know, very good teams, whatever. They seem to run uh, the ball well and play good against. defense. And if you're playing versus a team that's that's worked by injury, both defensively and offensively, like you can kind of just pin them down and play that consistent smash mouth football. That it just doesn't seem like a team that's that's injured and kind of limping into this game in Seattle could, could kind of stick up or stand up to. So that's kind of my thought. No doubt. Uh, I just think the Niners have shown us enough. They're going to go win this game and announce themselves as, as uh, close to the favorite in the NFC. And there it is. There's your week 17 slate. Uh, should be a lot of fun. I will be watching all the games. Uh, both windows are stacked. And then perhaps the best Sunday night game we've ever seen to end the season. Um, uh, with uh, San Francisco at Seattle, at least yeah. on paper. Uh, tickets, the cheapest ticket for that game is $351. Jesus. Um, so that's pretty high. 
the next highest game is Miami at New England, which is weird. I don't really believe that. 126 bucks. So uh, for what it's worth. Uh, for what it's worth, there's also some bowl games. Let's talk some college football. What do you say, Brad? Yeah, we've got a couple good games Friday, a couple good games Saturday. We should probably preview. I don't see. Oh, there's a decent game on Monday coming up. But I feel like we could get to that one next week. So you want to just run through uh, Friday, I, Saturday? I mostly just want to talk about the playoff game. Okay, cool. I'm in for that. Talk. Let's talk. I'll just kind of run through the meaningful ones. Uh, Friday, uh, this morning or today, uh, Oklahoma State at Texas A&M in the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl. <laughs> That's at uh, 545. That's at Energy Stadium in Houston. Central uh, Brad time. and I have been to that game. That game sucks. I hate the Texas Bowl. Mizzou's gotten stomped there twice. Uh, I've been there for both of them. Houston's not a great makes, place to get drunk. Makes me angry. Really? I mean, it's, there's not a college town. As a college student, I mean. I see. I see. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma State at A&M. That's, you know, an old Big 12 matchup. Sort of interesting there. Kind of blah. Uh, Oklahoma State's ranked 25th. The Aggies are unranked, so it's very blah. Uh, the best game on paper is number 22, USC, at number 16, Iowa. Uh, the jerseys in this game will be tight. Uh, that's about all I can say. I, I We have no idea how good USC really is. Uh, and Iowa's, you know, pretty good. Iowa should should win this game, I would imagine. Uh, but who knows with USC. They could beat or lose to any team in in football, I think. One last uh, kick in the nuts to the Pac-12 putting them on a Friday, Friday evening. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, in front of – I mean, nobody's watching this game. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, this, I'll watch, but I'm kind of a loser. This so is a holiday – this is the Holiday Bowl, yeah. You've got a gambling problem. Um, the Holiday Bowl, which is a, a game that has a, a long history of high-scoring uh, shootout, if you will. Uh, the line on this game, if I can find it, is Southern Cal is a two-and-a-half-point underdog at against Iowa. Ooh. I kind of so like Southern over Cal under, spot. Over under is 52. Um, yeah, you know, those Iowa kids have gotten a chance to go get some some uh, California sun, some California love, perhaps. Um if they're you know, lucky. Hope, hope for the hangover. Uh, the Saturday games are all, well, three of the four are quite interesting. Um, number 17, Memphis faces Penn State in I the like Cotton that Bowl. Game. Yeah. I do too. That's that's a good one. Uh, Penn State, a seven and a half or seven point favorite. Opened at seven and a half, down to seven. Uh, mm. Over under 60. Memphis, every Memphis game is exciting. I would expect that to be perhaps back and forth, but certainly high scoring. Definitely. Um, the Camping World Bowl, which I think is somewhere in Florida, Orlando, that's number 15, Notre Dame, at uh, or versus Iowa State. Again, there will be great uniforms on the field. Uh, tickets, how much do you want to guess tickets are available for uh, for that game, Brad? 135 $9. Wow. $9? Notre Dame fans aren't traveling? I guess not. Uh, they're not excited about going to Orlando. You think there's I'm a bunch of old ass Catholic people who are retired in Florida right now, ready to go check it out? Yeah, you think so? Uh, by the way, by the way, the get-in price is only twelve dollars for, for the Cotton Bowl um, between Memphis and Penn State. That that seems like a good deal. Go buy twelve dollars tickets if you're in the Metroplex. The beers are more expensive. Uh, the beers and the parking will be much more expensive, though. Uh, some games are a little more expensive, but not too much more. We're now we're getting into number, the playoff, yeah. Let's get to the playoff. Number four, Oklahoma versus number one, LSU. This game at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. This is the Peach Bowl. Uh, tickets of it as low as $69, I'm seeing here, which I'm a little surprised by. Nice. Uh, 
Uh, LSU opened as an 11 point favorite. They have now jumped to 13 and a half. Yeah. Uh, so I think do you have any thoughts on this? One? From what I was, I was kind of researching this just a bit before we, we hopped on the phone. And I, I believe LSU's running back is a question mark right now in terms of health. He may play, he may not, but he's a, been a significant player for them. I think he had 50 catches out of the backfield this year. So he's a weapon in the passing game as well as in the ground game. That's really the only thing that kind of stuck out to me that gives Oklahoma a glimmer of, of hope here. But I just don't think Oklahoma's got the defensive chops to stand up to LSU. I think it's going to be just like it was versus Texas. It'll be a high-scoring affair that LSU ends up getting the better of them. What would you say the spread was? 13 and a half. I think that might be a little much, but I think it's going to be pretty close to that. Uh, but, yeah, I think high-scoring. Yeah, I don't know. This Oklahoma team plays a lot of close games. They seem to play up and down to their level of competition. Agreed. Um, LSU's looked like an unstoppable monster most of the season, but they will give up some points. That defense has not been as good as the offense. Uh, 13 and a half is a lot That's of points. That's a lot of points, man. And I mean, this is essentially an NFL game. These two teams are stacked. Yep. Um, Agreed. And so, you know, there aren't many NFL games that have a 13 and a half point line, and that's I would think from a value perspective, that's where I would look um, on that Oklahoma side. I, I think those points, maybe you wait till it gets to 14, considering all the money seems to be coming on LSU. Uh, the other game, of course, Clemson versus Ohio State in the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, no longer the Tostitas Fiesta Bowl, hmm. uh, that in Glendale, tickets as low as $61. Um, I can't believe that. This may, This is one of the best games on paper that you're going to see this is, it's just this is all pro game. caliber talent like across the board and it's not yep. it's not just young talent either clemson's been there almost like the majority of their team returns except for you know a couple of actually top 10 picks but clemson is stacked they haven't really been tested at all other than north carolina but yeah i, I think this is the matchup of the year really between the two most potent powerful teams <laughs> No doubt. Get in front of a television. The over uh, the line is Clemson by two uh, against Ohio State. Wow. Which I'm still surprised by. I think Ohio State's been a better team all season. I think Ohio State's the uh, best team all season. Yeah. I, I mean, really, we've been, we've been barreling towards an LSU-Ohio State championship all season. To me, they've been a cut above, a cut, cut above everyone else. That being said, Clemson has plenty of championship game experience and playoff yes. experience. They've been there all the time. They are stacked with five-star guys. They always they have, surprise us in the season, at the end of the season because they don't have very a very tough schedule getting there. And then once they get there, you see all of the talent that they've got. It all comes together. Dabo really right. gets them all fired up. I, I don't feel good about Ohio State winning, but like my initial, my first interpretation of this would be Ohio State should be favored. But Clemson's got the got the experience they've definitely got the firepower to keep up with them i wouldn't bet against clemson over under on this game by the way is 63 the over under on the lsu oklahoma game is 76 oh my yeah i, I think lsu oklahoma is going to be gonna be some great football games i and these are going to be good games i am excited well, I'm, really excited. I'm very excited too um it's there are other. There are some games Monday. They all suck. It's, they all suck. Let's I mean, link Florida up on Georgia. Monday and do a, a look forward for their like week or something for college football. Yeah, because the the, the New Year's Day games are all all very good. There's four New Year's Day games, uh, and they're all worth watching. Minnesota, Auburn, Michigan, Alabama. 
Oregon, Wisconsin, and Georgia, and Baylor. All good football games. So we'll preview that on Monday uh, when we are back. Beautiful. That's it, Brad. Yeah, I got to run, my brother. I'm headed to Dallas. All right, shout to Brad. And you're in uh, New York, we should have said. Oh, yeah, you're in Yonkers. We we cleared this up. Yeah, uh, I will be at a spa today because I live that life. Going bonkers in Yonkers? That's right. If anybody's at uh, Premier 57 in uh, Manhattan, shout out your boy. Yeah, buy Mike and, a, uh, a cucumber for his eyes. And shouts to uh, whoever it was. Somebody, you know, we had a great time last night, and I will be talking about my trip to New York as well as my year in review on Mind of Micah. Which button is it? What color is your Mind of Micah button? It's the, the green one, uh, or the yellow one, I think. There you go. Oh, that's loud. That's loud. Yeah, Mind of Micah. Check it out uh, wherever podcasts are found. Uh, Brad, do you have anything else you want to shout out? That's it, and that's all. i got to hit the road, Jack. Okay, call our hotline, by the way, 800-392-6344. Yeah, let's get some belligerence on our hotline. Let's get some some um, some risque conversation going. Give us a call. Let's go. 800-392-6344. That's it. That's all. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.